Okay, all good. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Me and the crew got hit with the ooze. What you gonna do? 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 Me and the crew got hit with the ooze. What you gonna do? Learn ninjutsu. What you gonna do? Protecting you. What you gonna do? Me and the crew got hit with the ooze. What you gonna do? 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 Me and the crew got hit with the ooze. What you gonna do? Hello and welcome to episode 151 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. My name is Greg, your Captain Boomerang, climbing out of the sewer down under to host today's show, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Alongside me today is a man who learned everything he knows from YouTube and Chuck Norris. It's the Super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz. No, Chuck Norris learned everything he knows from me. No. And uh, also with us, he woke up at six in the morning with police at his door, the rock knowledge. Shit happens. <laughs> Just another day in the life. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, he dreams of fighting every night, but it's not a problem. Welcome back to the show, T-Call. Hey, thanks for having me. Rock shot me the, the last minute invite, so I had to come fight. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm pretty sure they. I, it was mentioned previously to hit you up, and I just high brained it. <laughs> so my apologies, but I'm glad you're available. Hell yeah, man. Me too. Let's to go. be fair, if you had, if you had mentioned it to Teak a week ago or so, he would have said yes, then would have gotten high and forgot. So mentioning it to him today, you had yeah. a much higher likelihood of him actually showing up. So what you're saying is, I did the right thing. You got high and accidentally did the correct thing because your no. your highness is canceled out in this equation. <laughs> well, we're glad you're back, T. I'll <laughs> accept that. It's been a while, so it's good to have you back. It has. So uh, this time, the Turtles have another new movie, but just like all the way back in 2007, they've gone animated again, but... It's a different style of animation to the uh, 20, to 2007 movie, for sure. Uh, Jared, this is clearly influenced by the Spider-Verse movies, right? You'd think so, but it may just be, you know, they were kind of working on their own design. Like, I think it may just be kind of an overall animation style we're starting to see come become more present because I don't think it was quite as influenced as this by the Spider-Verse movies just because... Those ones have so much more of a, like, excuse me, we've talked about like the comic feel and the different editions and all that, where this just seemed to be kind of a more comic comic book look that kind of didn't over-exaggerate it to some extent like the Spider-Verse does with like the action effects and stuff like that. This one just seemed to be more trying to be true to a comic book. Yeah, I'll roll with that. And honestly, the animation style was the first thing that kind of stood out to me. Like, cause I, I'm, I'm a stickler and I'm a real, like, if I don't like the animation style, I'm not going to watch the movie yeah. regardless of how somebody says it might be. Um, I'm but when I first certain comics as well, you think like, ah, yeah. I can't get into it. Cause the art is terrible. Yeah. yeah. And when I saw the, the trailer for this, I was like, all right. I'm like, the animation style is kind of dope. And then obviously with it being, you know, produced by, um, you know, written by stoner extraordinaire Seth Rogen, 
Um, it was kind of dope to know that somebody from like my age range was kind of like behind the movie and like probably was growing up around the same time that I got into the turtles. He probably was too. So it's like a different perspective on the story. You know, it's not, you know, an older Hollywood writer. It's actually somebody who probably grew up playing with the toys, watching, playing the classic Nintendo game and loved it. And is now in a position where he can, you know, put his own spin on a iconic franchise. And, you know, I chime in on that and say that it's um, still probably likely that the success of the first um, Spider-Verse movie um, just opened up some people to be able to be more free with their animation styles. Mm. You know, I feel like that the um, studios probably had more of a chokehold on things like that because um, animated movies weren't either doing so well or were either being looked at as lower than but when something gets successful, then they're like, oh, okay, well, hey, y'all got free range to do what you want now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it sort of has gone from that. Like everything has to be that perfect Pixar shape and sh- clean and shiny kind of thing. And then, yeah, once um, Spider Verse. polished, clean, yeah. you know, not, not gritty and dark. Cause that's, like I said, that's one of the major selling points for me is the grittiness. Mm. You know, yeah, it's a big, it's a big budget like Hollywood, you know, animated movie, but it's still very raw and gritty looking just based on the way they designed it. Yeah, like, like when comic books were mentioned earlier, it's like all the comic books got different animated styles in them. You know, mm-hmm. different artists drawing different books, and you know, one of the complaints of like comic book movies now, like Marvel stuff, is that they're all looking the same. They have this formula and this look. So when something comes out and it's different is more likely to catch your attention because it's exciting. So, you know, I think that that's also a reason why this movie was successful because of that as well. Yeah, for sure. It's a bit like when, um, like way back when, when the Sin City movie came out, you know, people were like, oh, it's a comic comic book movie, but it looks so much different. Like it looks just like, a you know, the panels and stuff. So, yeah. That was, yeah, no, that's that's actually a really good... uh... That's a good, that's a good comparison because yeah, Sin City was definitely, it was definitely so far left from anything you had previously seen, and then, you know, and then obviously the fact that it's based off of you know Frank Miller's mm. comic book, and it's just yeah, yeah, man, Sin City. That movie don't get enough love in my opinion. I, I fucking love Sin City, man. Yeah, Sin City, <laughs> great, great movie. Yeah, man, me too. But what you think of the second one? Mm-hmm. I don't really think about the second one as much because <laughs> I don't think we needed it to be honest with you. Because I don't the first one was just so good, man. Like leave it alone. Mm. But you know, with success and when something does well, you want to capitalize. So I get why they did it. I just wish they wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the second one wasn't as good. But you know what was horrible was the spirit. Did you see that? Oh uh, yeah. I did- yeah. To see the spirit. Oh yeah, trust me. I bought in, and I'm like, oh, this looks like Sin City. Sure <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It> wasn't. <laughs> You're was like, oh, hook. this looks good. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> hey, well, that, it's kind of like picking up a comic book that has a really dope cover. Then you open it up, and you're like, who the hell drew the rest of this shit? Yeah. <laughs> I hate when that. This uh, the movie as well. I thought it sort of. To me, it reminded me like it's sort of that old school 80s sort of gross out kids movie kind of thing. Like 
at least in the look and the feel. Like we said, it's kind of got the grim and grittiness kind of thing, but like all the humans are sort of really ugly and like there's slime mm-hmm. and goo and muck everywhere. And like it, besides the turtles themselves, like all the mutants are kind of have that sort of quirky ugliness to them. You know what I mean? Like they're not cute cartoon characters as much. So it's it's kind of funny. The turtles were the cleanest characters in the movie. Mm. And they're the ones that lived in the sewers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, you're right though, because they they really did paint like you know, New York City or whatever to be very like dirty. And like you're right, the people were not drawn, you know, very flattering. It was it was very yeah, I mean, that's I don't know if that's meant to be a thing where like you see you're seeing the humans as like from the perspective of Splinter and the turtles and that is kind of like sure. oh be afraid of them kind of thing like they're out to get us so they're sort of make them a bit more monster looking yeah, and weird but yeah, it's just the general style i guess yeah and then even if you remember the the original og ninja turtles movie like some of the ancillary characters like the humans in that movie were very like dirty and greasy and mm. some of it was almost like a callback kind of like just a little uh, just a little slight callback to like how the first movie kind of looked because I mean, I uh, think everybody was dirty and greasy back then, though. Maybe, and maybe that was just one of the times you were just dirty and greasy. I think, in that, time I think that was like a lens filter or something back then. Some lens flare <laughs> just made you, just made you greasy. Especially in New York at that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank God that wasn't shot in HD. <laughs> you get the uh, the 4K version. And it's just with extra grime. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the Turtles. This is the first movie uh, that they've actually played by teenage actors. It's not some <laughs> 35-year-old guy being like, yeah, Cal Bunga. Um, Go figure. How'd they come across to you, Jared, as far as the fact that they're, they're sort of played younger, I guess, in a, in a way? I think that was kind of the, the best part for me, was that it was actually teenage ninja turtles where so many of the other movies we've seen it's it's felt like adults trying to be teenagers or you know especially the movies from the early 90s is it did not feel like teenagers like they tried to make them do stuff but it was like they were like very serious adult acting whereas this was it was young it was playful it was that teenage spirit coming through and uh yeah i thought i thought that was great even the way the even the way that the the like the people talked, like the turtles talked when you're talking about them being like adults playing teenagers. They just never sound gen, it never sounded genuine. Hmm. Like it, it just sounded like an adult trying to sound cool, but it's like, nah, man, you sound like a, you sound ridiculous right now. And then yeah. also in this movie, they also had them like um, record their parts together. So they had them in a sound booth or sound stage together. So actually talking over each other and everything like that when they were doing like, the scenes, yeah, so that is so, so that it comes off more natural as teenage banter. Yeah, yeah I, I cool. think that was. I think that was a good. I think that was a very wise decision. Um, whoever you know, whoever on the production side decided that's the way they wanted to go. I think they definitely they definitely went the right route. Um, because that way, the, and then the fact that they were all in the same booth together, that's even better because then everybody's you feeding off of that. So. And then hopefully, I, and hopefully they'll be able to keep the same, you know, group of actors, you know, for whatever comes after this too. Yeah, I'd say they 
I'm sure they, you know, just signed a three movie deal or whatever it was. You know? Yeah, I'm definitely they, sure. Especially like being that they're... yeah, there was definitely a um, after credit scene, so they're at yeah. least coming back with something else. Hmm. And this is supposed to play off into the new series, right? Um, yeah, there's a a 2D animated series I think that's coming out as well. That's gonna sort of yeah. Yeah, it's going to be in the it's going to be in the same style, um, mm. a Nickelodeon Turtles show. So it's on, it's on Nickelodeon. Does Nickelodeon own the rights to them now? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be on. It, it's Paramount Plus. Um, okay, so I'll be able to watch that shit still. Yeah, I think I think there was a whole thing. I was just watching, you know, part of it before we started recording. And yeah. at the start, when you click play, Paramount's like home to all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff, and it's oh, going through I, like all right. the '80s stuff, and you've got the theme song from the '80s. Right. Uh, but Paramount so owns Nickelodeon too, though. Correct. So that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I now that you mentioned that, I, I did see that yesterday because me and my nephew, we rewatched Mutant Mayhem yesterday again. And I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, because then he wanted to watch um the second one was it Revenge of the Ooze or the Revenge of the Ooze? Secret second, of the Ooze. Yeah. A secret <laughs> of the Ooze next. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, so that, that all right, it's so a new series coming. All right. Yeah, it seems like they, they give a Ninja Turtles show five or six years and they go a year off and then there's a new series that goes for another three or four years. <laughs> just... It's just it's, cra- it's crazy to me being my age now, knowing that like something that was like so popular when I was like eight or nine years old, like they're still like recycling it and making yeah. it new and exciting for like kids these these days well next oh, year yeah, like my my nephew's super into it mm. yeah right so is mine it's like it's it's wild because i'm like i i love this shit when i was like in third grade or i think it was like third, i think i was like eight or nine when this came out i loved it like i was all about it and then you know they're still doing it and it's still like this definitely got me back into it because i definitely was not a fan of the michael bay movies i definitely mm. wasn't a fan of the last animated movie like this definitely got me back into the turtles for sure. I like the last I like the animated one, the CGI one that they did. Um back in 2007. Like it wasn't fantastic, but I I you know, I liked it. But yeah, the Bay movies. So the like, cartoon is going to be called Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, okay. That's going to be the okay. new one that's coming out. Well, that was one of the comic series back in the day as well. There was a comic yeah, series was, called that. So Right. They've, is there a release date? It just um I saw it said 2024, but I don't know if there's an exact date on it. Okay. Well, next um, year is the f- will be 40 years since the first comic came out. So, so I'm sure there'll be lots of turtle stuff going on next year. Yeah. I didn't have to date myself. You could have just said that. We we all would have felt old together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and as, as, as far as those Michael Bay years. movie turtle movies, Joe was talking about like um the there was some shit stuff in those movies, but I feel like they did Bebop and Rocksteady dope when they made those guys. That was like not the human, not the human versions of them. Those were <laughs> shitty. But once they transformed, then, <laughs> then See, I was the, like, okay, that's the problem. When I, when I was watching them, it felt like I was watching an extension of the Transformers, and that's not a good <laughs> thing in my opinion because I couldn't stand like the majority of what Michael Bay did with Transformers was ass. Yeah, like you can find all the Transformers movies into one mega cut, like a two and a half hour movie, and it could be great. But Transformers is also forty years old next year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm old, man. We're old. 
1984 was a big year. <laughs> Even though I think Teak's the youngest one here. Wait, are you the youngest one here? Um, I think it's Jared. Oh, the Jared. Yeah, I'm, I'm 86. Oh, yeah, he's a year younger than me. With, with a brand new hip. Hey, 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 hey. It was Andy, repair, not a replacement. Repair, Andy, not replacement. Still got, got my part. You He's not got, a robo too yet. You just got glasses, too. Hey, listen, fuck off. <laughs> hey, I just got it my glasses like last year, too. That we're, we're right on schedule, bro. We're right on. Yeah. I don't, I don't even have, have to wear mine all the time. My, mine's because I asked for them. I have to stop putting this. Why you think I don't have mine head. on? Because it's too close. I don't need them this close. <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm, trying to get. I'm still trying to get used to using my phone because I don't need the glasses with my phone. Uh, so I'm yeah. like, I'm I'm in this mode right constant. now. And it's, yeah. I'll oh my god, too. it's so shitty. I'm gonna just go ahead and get the what are they? The bifocals with the line. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Who, who cares about like? I feel like people who don't like wearing glasses are people who had to wear glasses when they were kids, who have worn them their whole life, and they probably got teased when they were young or something. I'm an adult, and I don't give a fuck. I want to see. So if you're telling me this is what I have to wear to see, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes, everybody listening out there, once you're an adult, no one gives a shit what you wear anymore. Right. Wear what you want. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. That's our first eyeglasses tangent, I think. For real? <laughs> oh, man. I wear um, mine just to That's it. Lee, Leonardo probably got a little bit more of a look in, I think, in this movie than he has for a while. He sort of gets a, a bit of a storyline in the first movie, but then he's kind mm -hmm. of pushed aside a lot as kind of the quote-unquote, like, the boring one. Um, yeah. But this was more, like, he sort of led the story. Like, he wanted to... Uh, he didn't want to go off the rails and and you know go see Ferris Bueller and stuff like that with the others, and he's the one that uh, like rats them out to use that word uh, yeah. <laughs> to um, the Splinter about what they you know what they've been up to, uh, and of course he's the one as well that sort of becomes infatuated with April uh, from the get go as well. So, what's uh, how do you feel with Leo getting a bit more of the spotlight for a change? I feel like the blue people are always losers. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> Just cut and I, down, bro. I know all the X-Men wore blue and yellow, but Cyclops was a fucking loser. And then <laughs> so maybe the leaders are losers. And then Leonardo was a loser. And then... no argument for me on that one. We all know how I feel about Cyclops. Well, Leo is typically the stand-in for Cyclops, the same way that <laughs> He is though, because <laughs> if you look at the Leo, the Leo Raph relationship is very much Cyclops and Wolverine. So, yeah, yeah. minus a woman. Not in this, but in typically yeah, but you know, in comics right. and stuff. Funny, that's a good comparison. Even with Raph, they, when he holds his sigh, like with them spiking out his things, they look like the claws. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he has the three. Yeah, yeah look at that. does make sense now. They stole yeah, everything. So That's all they do. There's what's popular: ninjas and mutants. everything what's is recycled. Thing there? <laughs> everything. So he's, a, he's a stick in the mud, but I'm surprised that. <laughs> you gonna get through it, Teak? You surviving? Yeah. <laughs> you all right, everybody. Yeah, Leah's come to get him. <laughs> I was trying to reach for the mute button. Um. 
I was saying that that was surprising that he was like the one that had the hots for the girl and like <clears throat> that part of it. But at the same time, you know, Cyclops had the hots for a girl too. See, mm-hmm. it's all full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the no, first right. one, like I always put it like the, 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 the 1990 movie. It's classic. Kind of, it's kind of like the Cyclops Wolverine um, dynamic between Leo and Raph. It's just that they're fighting over Splinter instead of Jean Grey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he loves me yeah. more. No, he loves me more. <laughs> like I'm the and best. Michelangelo was the trying best. to put the moves on um Yeah. On April. Yeah. <laughs> he he's trying hey. to do the he's trying to do the gambit rogue thing over there with um April. <laughs> Speaking of April, <laughs> April O'Neil from the OG Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. She was all right, man. April was all right back in that movie, bro. I don't know where he, I don't know what happened to her, but she was all right in that movie. Yeah, she sort of disappeared. I don't know. It's weird. She did. Her and like the the chick that played Sloane Peterson in Ferris Bueller's Day Off were never seen again. Yeah. Because Sloane Peterson's another one. That girl, <laughs> Sloane, was gorgeous. But you never saw Sloane again. <laughs> Damn, man. Then we're old girl in the we're old girl in the Michael Bay movies. I see why you felt like it was Transformer movies. <laughs> Telling you, bro. Yeah. Fuck is her name? Megan Fox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's still around. (laughs) He's still around and being very weird with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Oh, they're drinking each other's blood and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, listen, you're trying to do the Angelina Billy Mm. Bob Thornton thing, and just no. I forgot about that. (laughs) What Angelina and Billy Bob? I forgot about the whole blood, the blood thing, and. Now that you mentioned, I'm like, oh, they really are. Everything is recycled. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's a reboot, Rock. God, man. Can anybody have an original relationship these days? No ideas original. It's nothing new under the sun. That's what Nas said, and I agree with him now. Set the cliff under the gun. (laughs) Yo, also, just on a tangent, mentioning Nas, the the music for this movie, the music in this Mutant Mayhem movie. Oh, my God. Whoever whoever scored it, put that shit together. A one, great job. The music was perfect. Whoever chose the like the Prince Adam four non blondes version <laughs> of, <laughs> of what's up, they they deserve all the Oscars. Just give it to them. <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna yeah, use this song. No, I got a better idea. Let's use this version of the song. <laughs> So and did also, any of y'all? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rock. Now I was gonna say, and then looking at the the names that were in this movie, like all the all the people that played characters, there was a lot of star power in this in this kids movie. Mm. Yeah, and, and like starting from the jump with uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, man. I was like, oh shit! Right, Moth Gideon staying busy. But they had them in and out of there, right? And that kind of goes on what I was about to say. Like, how do y'all feel about them doing, like, a whole new spin on um, the Fly character with doing Superfly instead of doing the the Baxter Stockman um, Fly? Yeah, I, I liked it that it was different. Um, yeah. I, I was reading up on it, and uh, originally Superfly was going to be, like, the mutated version of Baxter Stockman, the same as how 
typically he becomes a, a fly in, in the, the old cartoon and, and various comics and stuff. But then they decided on, oh, no, I will keep them separate. But I think it actually worked better that they were separate characters because then Superfly's got a bit more motivation. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, they created us and then sort of left us. It was like, no, like they killed my dad, you know? So, yep. and that, and that sort of, um, it it it's at the time in that in the, when when he when you see him and then in the movie it sort of reinforces what Splinter's been saying like don't don't trust the humans they'll they'll kill us and all this and then when they meet Superfly it's like yeah they killed my dad and they're like oh Splinter was right like the humans are bad you know so it helped tip but them like towards the dark been, side a bit that could have been dope and then he could have been like you know a vicious person like he was but like. Ha- him having all of the rest of the animals in like test tubes or little <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was that was weird, right? Talk about like, oh, you're gonna have a family. So you had like a, a little rhino. You had a little rhino in a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a test tube. Like, okay. Just yeah. just a way to get all the mutants on screen. I feel you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. we gotta sell toys. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It's all about the toys. But even that scene where, like, they first meet up with Superfly and he's, like, breaking down, like, his story. And at first the turtles were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they actually finally realize what he's actually about to do, they're like, Because uh, he was yeah. like, he said, that's this, when I decided to kill I, all the humans. Yeah. They was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and speaking of with Superfly, I think Ice Cube was the absolute correct choice. Yeah, Ice Cube killed. His he voice is perfect for like animation and stuff. Like it's just yeah, Cube, he's so Cube much killed. character. Just he just like he read this, okay, and he'll it just he he almost doesn't have to act. He just has the yeah the voice with think, the inflection and stuff, and he just sounds awesome. I think he's literally just talking like he would normally talk. Yeah, like that's just Cube. That's just Ice Cube. He's always been that way. Like say this, be angry, action. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see outtakes and stuff because there's probably a few motherfuckers and things like that thrown in there. You know? oh, I'm sure the outtakes had to have been hilarious. Which, yeah. I mean, considering the fact that, I mean, one, you got Seth Rogen doing a voice, you got Cube, you got Cena, you got, mm-hmm. there's just so many actors. Like, yeah, Rose Byrne. I mean, it's just, yeah, Rose Byrne was in that shit. Yeah, she was Leatherhead. <laughs> and they made it, made her, well, there's Leatherhead and Wingnut as well, the bat, which yep. both got they both got flipped. So they're women or female. Scumbug too. Oh, and, Natasha. And Scumbug, the, yeah. Um, yeah, Nata- yeah. And Paul it's funny Ray. though because and Wingnut is not typically a mutant normally. So uh, normally Wingnut is an, is an alien, but um, oh. but that's all right. Um, but I then was I also guess I'm going to say Ice Cube was dope in Fist Fight. Mm. Yeah. So if you didn't see that but want to see some more Ice Cube comedy, that's not um are we there yet? No, the the best <laughs> Ice Cube comedy is 23 Jump Street where or 22 Jump Street the sequel when uh Jonah Hill is banging his daughter. That scene is still one of the best <laughs> where, with uh Channing Tatum trotting, trotting around. Yep. No, you're right, funny. That that's still We should do those movies actually. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh bebop and rocksteady turn up of course um 
you might not have seen, you might not have been able to see Rocksteady in this movie since he was played by John Cena. But uh, <laughs> for those that could, uh, he's the second, like we said before, he's actually now the second WWE wrestler to play Rocksteady since Sheamus was Rocksteady <laughs> in the, <laughs> the Michael Bay oh, one. Right. Um, and this is the first time that I can remember, at least, where one, their origin doesn't involve Shredder, and two, they're not human beings turned into animal mutants. This one, they were, like Teak mm. said, the little rhino and and uh, warthog in the little jars. So. Yeah, just like Superfly, like all of the all of the mutants are just animals, mm. you know, no mutated people. Yeah. I actually like the fact that this wasn't um, <clears throat> based or having involving um, Shredder as the main villain for the first one. You know, yeah. uh, mm. it was different because usually you just, you just associate the two. You expect to see some form of Shredder. You know, well, obviously, sh- you know. Spoiler alert! Yeah. You know, if you see the if you see the post credit scene, you'll know what's coming. Obviously, but you know, it was kind of cool that they kind of went a little different direction this go around. Yeah, Shredder gets that kind of Lex Luthor treatment a lot, I find, where it's like, we're doing a movie. Who's going to be the villain? Mm, Shredder? Like, <laughs> like yeah. same with, like, we're going to do a new Superman movie, you know? So, I am awesome. curious to see what he looks like. I'm, I, I definitely am looking forward to seeing how they animate him with this style of animation. They need to just I agree. take the less is more approach, I think. Because, like, we said, Shredder in the Michael Bay movie, he's got like, he looked he like was, a big Swiss a, army knife. It was just like, uh the damn robot yeah. at that point. He was all like just he looked it was it was overkill is yeah. the word. Overkill. I, I'm actually curious of what they do as, as the backstory origin for Shredder. Mm. Ah, yes. Yeah, what is he? Why is he? Because yeah, this one as well, there's no connection with Splinter and Shredder like right. it normally is. Um right. so is he part of the Foot Clan? Like the way that they sort of say, Oh, get me the Shredder. At the end, it makes it sound like he's a kind of a death stroke, you know, killer for hire type of thing. So right, like a Murphy on, on yeah. his own. Or maybe I don't know, maybe he just shows up, you know, in New York and then starts a, a crime wave, and then that's how they get introduced. Who knows? He could be originally like the original comics, he's you know, he's the ninja, he's the leader of the foot clan, that kind of thing, but he's also like a crime boss yeah. as well. So it could be that he's that. So they're like, you know, get me the shredder. It'd be the same as like, get me, you know, so-and-so but because he's got the connections and stuff, you know, go, we'll go to the mafia kind of thing, but not the mafia, the, you know, the shredders crime thing. So yeah, it just happens to be like when his, when his people can't get it done, he gets out the blades and does it <laughs> himself kind of thing. So yeah, um, I will say I did laugh quite a lot whenever they had, um, Ray Filet, uh <laughs> singing. <laughs> we just sing his name. That I, it was a dumb joke, but I I found that was pretty funny. And uh, yes, they got Post Malone to just do that. That was it. <laughs> that's a um, that's a hard day to work for Posty. Yeah, but I think I think the best mutant apart from the turtles, um, <clears throat> and Superfly has to be Mondo uh, Gecko since they got Paul Rudd. Like he just oh yeah took it and Bro. ran with it. As he always does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like if they said we're gonna do a Mondo Gecko movie, originally I'd be like, 
you don't you don't need to do that. But like now, if they did it, or if he has some episodes focused on him in the new show, and it's Paul Rudd, he's probably not going to do the voice on the show. But anyway, um, you never know. Paul, Paul Rudd just agrees to stupid shit just because. Yeah, and animation is animation is probably the one thing where you can get bigger stars to just do smaller stuff because they come in for a day and record, you know, hours of stuff, which is easy. They're not on set. They're not, you know, they're home by lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was one of the Kevin Smith movie commentaries. can't remember which one it was. But um, Jason Lee's on there and he's talking about, uh, they asked him about The Incredibles. And he said he did all his stuff there in like three days or something like that. So, wow. Because he's only got, you think the movie's what, two hours? If you add up all his lines, it's probably like 10 minutes total. So, yeah. So, I mean, the ethnic animation is probably, they probably love that. They're like, yep, go in, don't have to get dressed up, no makeup. Right. So, you want me to words, go in there? Get paid. Chair, read these words, and you're <laughs> going to pay me. The- money to read those words done how um how do you feel we talked about leo but how do you feel about the other turtles i feel that like they raf was a little raf at times and donnie was a bit donnie as well with the nerd sort of brain stuff you know he's the brainy one yeah mikey was probably a little bit more naive and innocent as far as character wise as far as like the all-out goofy sort of over the top party surfer dude but yeah. i felt the only the only negative i thought towards them was they kind of blended into each other a bit but that could have been on purpose too to make it like these are these four kids kind of thing as opposed to this is the dark and serious one and this is the genius and this is the you know the honorable yeah. leader so they might separate well, with them, them also being more. with them also being teenagers they was being reckless right like remember mm-hmm. they hit april in the head with the ninja star <laughs> She didn't have a if she didn't have a helmet on. Come on now, we have a whole different movie right now. Whoops, yeah. (laughs) Got a murder mystery. Be the turtles (laughs) digging a hole in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They they would never be accepted at that point. They'd be being hunted. And then you have um the the side getting stuck in one of their legs. Who was it in in Donatello's leg when they got in a fight in the warehouse? So like you could tell that they obviously didn't have any experience yet in doing any of that stuff, but yeah, I thought those I thought those jokes were a little bit like, whoa! I'm surprised that they did that. <laughs> I like that. With the star. I like that switch up though with their first, like their first battle, because um, typically, if you see the turtles' first battle in various you know other interact yeah, iterations, the it's like against punks in an alleyway or something like that you know or like the first movie they save april that kind of stuff um but they're basically like out looking for it like they're looking for something to test themselves whereas this mm-hmm. one they just sort of found themselves in this situation and they were like oh shit what do we do um which worked well i thought considering they're sort of played as younger versions of themselves kind of thing so they were they were you could see what they're doing they were like more um they were more like rookies they weren't sort of just confidently slashing and maiming people with their <laughs> ninja weapons. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good point too because they they kind of did play into the fact that they were, you know, teenage. They were teenage. Yeah, they were very teenager esque 
with a lot of their with a lot of the things they were doing. Um, but that, that was a good point. I didn't know teenagers were so worried about being milked. There was a lot of milk commentary. <laughs> yeah. in this, in this oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Our teenager years were all focused on trying to figure out how we could get milk. It's just right. A not, way. not trying to get away from <laughs> not trying to get away from the milking. <laughs> it's like, well, what are we talking about here? Hang on. Hang on. Where are these milkers at? Yeah, they were. <laughs> their that was like an was oddly to, weird. Their whole thing was trying to get away from the milking. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, a, like an oddly weird thing that just kept popping up it was like yep we're making right. the joke again it was like okay. yep. <laughs> we we'd be trying to get pointed towards the milk you yeah. <laughs> rock would be chasing april from the first movie yeah. <laughs> death by snow snow <laughs> still how we all want to go out <laughs> <laughs> uh splinter was the one who was sort of what? warning everyone of of the milking um i thought jackie chan I mean, they paid it off they paid the joke off later definitely yeah yeah it, it makes did. sense rats got more nipples than turtles so i can <laughs> see why he's worried about getting milk and uh i, I thought jackie chan did did pretty well um yeah i thought it was i thought it was funny the the uh flashbacks where he's telling the story and he was a regular he rat got the like, afro my, and the mustache yeah like my only friend was i think it was kevin um you could be wrong in the name but like the the cockroach he was my friend and then he gets squished he goes and i ate him <laughs> i did actually i laughed out loud at that in the cinema it made me chuckle yeah, he was he was pretty rough but i'm gonna just say this no splinter will ever be as rough looking as the og splinter from the 90s movie <laughs> Wait, have you have you seen what that costume looks like now? Mm. I don't because oh. it's terrifying. Those, those turtle costumes look horrible. They're like they've, zombies now. Yeah, they've the been eaten. Didn't look that bad. Whatever they had, splinter that splinter shit was awful. No, I'm saying was, now they've been eaten up over time, like how your Jordans sit around and just get ate up. That's why you got to wear your shoes, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really like the design for Splinter. Um, personally but that's just whatever the minor thing but like he it was, it was different yeah but i mean it's it is what it is but i mean they the the character was there he didn't sort of have the classic he wasn't the old wise old sage kind of splinter this was more just yeah loving dad side of it which is very Man, much splinter was, as well but he was played off a lot he, more goofier in this he was playing it like a tv show like a sitcom dad mm. like a two wise two men and a baby type dad like oh i stumbled upon these kids <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the uh give them some pizza yeah. well I, I like the uh the oh i've got humans here and he's got the cardboard cutouts of like uh chris pine <laughs> the Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was great. This is Chris Pine, the best Chris. (laughs) Yeah, no, I thought that was cool. And then I thought overall. There you go. You go. I was going to say, just overall, like the the, the splinter presentation being afraid from the world. I really liked, we didn't talk about that scene where they actually go into Times Square. I think it was Times Mm. Square. And then, like, people are like pulling on his ears and stuff and like, that's what kind of terrifies him. Like th- th- it's not just this unfounded fear. It it's based on his experiences 
trying to expose them. Like he tried to get them, you know, Mm. time and stuff and interact a little bit. Like, yeah, he came up to get them, but um, I just think it worked out well. And I thought the, that loving father came through, like he didn't want to be the disciplinarian where if we think back to like the nineties movie, it was like his role was to discipline them and train them and be good soldiers here. He's just trying to be a dad. Yeah, he's not, and it's probably because this Splinter is not like he from Japan. Yeah, like he's not from Japan, <laughs> and he's not from like he's not a ninja to start with. You know, what I mean, even though the original one is learned to be a ninja by being a rat in a cage doing the little <laughs> like that's one of my favorite scenes of that movie when yeah. little there's doing kung fu, watching his master. Yeah. That's why I always prefer this the Splinter origin where he is Hamato Yoshi, not just yeah. Know, like oh, because then it to me as, as silly as it sounds to be like it makes more sense like in a movie with you know mutant turtles and things like that. But like to me, it just it makes it, more sense than a than a caged rat yeah. watching somebody do karate. Like a rat that's not a mutant at all. Then mutating, then teaching that knowledge, right? Yeah, that's right. It's just whereas if you were that just uh, that just sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But a man turning into a rat, that's fine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and I I don't like that that they um, I don't like that they just learned how to be ninjas by like watching TV. Either it was like the Michael Bay, the Michael Bay movies were the same. It was like, oh, we found this book and we just read this book and now we're ninjas. It's like, it's not that easy. <laughs> you can't just, you know. Um, but again, it's one so of those things. You, it's like, don't think about it too hard. It's just a movie. Do you guys think that it's any animal that could have been mutated that the city wouldn't have flipped out on? I'm asking, like, because he was a rat. So mm. you a rat, and now you just a bigger rat. You're not gonna get no. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna get no play when you get exposed. Then you a giant rat. Yeah. Anything else that you could have thought that would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, maybe if it was like you know, a, he's just a he's just a, a big duck man. Yeah. Like you know, he's he's just Howard the Duck. Australia anyway probably got some big old animals in Australia we don't know about. Oh, like yeah, a kangaroo. Wombat or he's just a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> there's some terrifying there's some terrifying shit in Australia, man. You could have a mutant wombat or a mutant uh what else have we got? Tasmanian devils. They're vicious little Jeez. bastards, those things. You're one of those mutant blue ring whales. Or not whales, the octopus. octopus. Yo, that'd be the most lethal thing ever. Yeah. Right? Mm. There's one there's, for the there's... sequel. Blue ring octopus. <laughs> Just <laughs> Um, so oh, what character was I going to talk about? The, um, Cynthia. But I don't Utron. know, man. It's like, why? Oh, sorry, man. Go ahead. You're right. I was going to say, C- Cynthia Utrom is kind of the other villain. Yes. In the, in the background, in the shadows, that kind of thing, working for TCRI, which was a cool nod back to the old comics. Uh, the name Utrom, obviously, is yeah, a bit of a Turtles it. thing. Um, Teak, what do you what do you think about that, and and where do you think that's going? Is it is it sort of too obvious, or or what do you reckon? I mean, probably too obvious, but I don't probably on purpose because that's mm-hmm. what they're going to do. But I mean, I don't know if that's going to be so. Like you know, 
the rumors is that um that she's a crane. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's whether it's crane or if it's just a crane from, you know, there. But like, yeah, they're saying that she's probably a robot, you know, and that she's got a crane in her. Yeah, because the Utrons in the original comics were the basis for what became Krang with the little the little brain aliens yeah, in the, the stomach of the alien. robot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you look at her again, she looks like Krang. Like she looks, she's got the visor glasses type thing. She's tall, yeah. she's got a pointy head. Even her hair kind of spirals up and sort of spikes up to a little point like that little antenna thing on Krang's head, you know? So it's it looks like they said, draw Krang as a human. They went, okay, there you go. Cool. So, but uh, I like that. It was a good, it's a good thing they can sort of go that way if they want or it can just be a cool sort of Easter egg nod. So. Yeah, because they doing all of the tech stuff. You know, she was the one that had all of that stuff that was getting stolen by Superfly. So, mm. you know, with her being in the tech TCI world, you know, they could tie that over into like the Dimension X stuff. That's where the tech is coming from or something like that, you know. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. So. Especially when she has, you know, the fact that at the end, like, she said, oh, like we said before, where she said, um, you know, get me the shredder. Like so, she has some sort of authority or some kind of yeah. um, power to be able to just say, "Hey, get me this," but you know, <laughs> get me this guy. Because um, Shredder is not the sort of person you order about. No. But then, they, but then, Krang in the old cartoon did order Shredder about quite a lot. So, yeah, that would work. And too. I think that's gonna that's gonna come into what I was talking about, which is what is the backstory for Shredder? What is mm. his role? What's the tie? Is potentially a shredder some sort of invention of TCRI and what research they did recover? Um, There's all kinds of stuff like that that they can play with here um, to see where it goes. Like that's I think I think they left themselves a lot of ways here, and it's interesting. You know, like you said, there's Cynthia. What's her role? Who is she? How that goes? You've got Shredder. Does Shredder still stay in the background for most of the second movie? You know, we don't know yet. And at this point with what they did with Superfly, it's like, okay, you don't need Shredder to make the compelling movie. Yeah. And especially if, you know, kind of Shredder's working in the background, we know that that's a lurking big bad or however they want to play it. And, and Shredder has been a neutron himself at times, like in the uh, 2003 cartoon. The second cartoon that they did, spoilers, but it turns out that Shredder is because they cut his head off at one point and they're like, well, he's dead. And it's like, no, he's not. He stands up. I'm like, what the fuck? And then later you find out he is a neutron as well. So he has the little Krang thing. So oh, wow. in that series, they combined Krang and Shredder into sort of one character. Which series was that? Um, it's 2000. I'm sure it's 2003. It's the second series. So, like, not the old, old cartoon one from the 80s, then the, the second one of that. Oh, but the one when they rebooted it, but it was, like, the same style? Yeah, it's sort of a bit darker and a bit, okay. uh, yeah. But, um, so there, there's, you know, again, you, you can have, like, Orokusaki Shredder or you can have Utrom Shredder. There's all, you know, you can do what you like with it, which is cool. But I agree with you, Jared. I think they could really 
take this opportunity to do something completely different as opposed to just he's the foot clan and he you know he wants to do ninja stuff you know <laughs> like let him be something else i mean in the comics he when wants, he is killed he wants to do the, ninja stuff in the garage yeah like, <laughs> i mean in the comics the original like comics, <laughs> he's killed in the first issue like that that's because that's what they, they just made the comic and they thought this is all it's gonna be so they fight shredder they kill him the end then later in the series he returns and they're like well how did he come back and it's all through like foot clan mysticism and stuff like that and basically they feed his body to these particular types of worms and they sort of eat him up and shit him out and they create this <laughs> new version of him but there's all these fucked up ones that come out first so some of them got like lobster claws and one's got like six arms and they're all they're all fucked up so you can do all kinds of weird shit <laughs> with the turtles which would which would work with the design aesthetic and stuff in this movie too where like Superfly has sort of a normal hand and then the big massive weird fly claw as well. So um thinking right. of a shredder, thinking of a shredder with like a claw hand or like a lobster hand or something. Let me get it with my strong hand. Remi- <laughs> makes makes me think of street sharks, which I know street sharks is like um uh, uh play off t- turtles anyway, but like yeah. the Dr. Piranha. Like that's how he was. <laughs> <laughs> it was the street Man, sharks. I, he had the biker mice from Mars. There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I used to watch all of them. That you, Battletoads you game some, that was just you had fucked. some anamorph animals. I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so April in this uh, again, we get kind of a mixture of a of a whole bunch of different Aprils that we've had before. Like she's. Uh, she's a teenager herself in this, the same way she is in the 2012 series, the CGI uh, series they did. So she's sort of younger, like the turtles. Um, she's kind of got, she's not a TV reporter, but she kind of becomes one kind of at the end. You know what I mean? She does the, she's doing the news report at the end. So she, and she's got the yellow coat. So the old classic uh, there. So yeah, just a real, um, amalgamation of of different characters i thought the vomiting thing was a bit much and a bit dumb but you know again kids movie they'll be like oh gross i love it yeah i thought that was fun i liked april in this um you know being kind of still the you get all the investigative side you get that but you don't get some like 20 year old news reporter hanging out with some teenage turtles yeah like i thought it, it makes more sense to put her in their age group and especially with this, what they're going for, she's able to be the one who helps them fit in, even though she doesn't fit in. Like she, she, she knows how to relate to other outcasts and then, you know, help bring them to the forefront. Like I thought that was a really good play on this and a change to make her like them in that way and able to be the conduit for them to become you know, publicly accepted and herself as well. I I, I really enjoyed that and, and that shift in the April O'Neil character to being a high schooler. I thought that dynamic played well, especially with was it Raph who was infatuated with her. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I thought that made it make sense. And, you know, they're the same age that, you know, all that. I, I really did enjoy that part. And, and I thought it was, 
it added to the mood to the movie in that she was able to relate. Yeah, I think it was it's a good it was a good idea for this one, like you said, Jared, to have her as like a human version of them with their problems and stuff, basically. Like, you know, she she doesn't she's not good in social situations and she's, you know, clearly nervous about what she's meant to do or who she's supposed to be. And that was the same with the turtles. They were like, oh, we're meant to be these kind of, you know, just hidden in the darkness, but we want to want to get out and show the world who we are, but then we're anxious about it. So, yeah. And like you said, it's a bit strange sometimes where you've got TV reporter hanging out in the sewers. <laughs> a little bit, right? A little, a little strange. Hmm. So, so it makes me wonder if, you know, I'm going to assume they're going to do Casey Jones in the next movie. That would be interesting to see what they do there because, yeah, you'd have to, I mean. Man, he probably just going to be the janitor at the high school. Like, she got to be older want, than him. How are we going to bump it to the turtles? There he's he the goes. hockey. Then he's, he he's the hockey coach. Well, I, I would think you know if they if they want to take it kind of similar to April in the same way, it's kind of like make, make him a high school dropout who got like kicked off the hockey team or something like that. Do well, something like that to. That's kind of what he is in the 2012 series. He's a teenager oh. as well, but he's yeah, like a sports jock kid that's not very good because he's too violent. So, well, you act like I watch that. No, no, I'm just saying you were on the money though. That's a good, uh, yeah. you know. So it's yeah, but it's, it's not it a bad idea because it's been done. So it's good. Yeah, and it fits with what they're doing here. Mm. Yeah, that you know, series—they're need... all teenagers, like the the turtles, April, Casey, like they're all teenagers, and then basically Splinter is like their dad for everybody, so, which is cool. And uh, even Karai, like Shredder's daughter, she's a teenager in that as well. So it's all sort of, you know, teenagers and their dads. And they're good dad and they're bad dad. <laughs> uh, I liked the finale too with Superfly where he was just turned into the big whale thing. <laughs> that was cool. It was like, how yeah. do we how do we create this massive threat considering that all the other mutants kind of turn and become good guys? Like, well, how do we have Superfly fight off like 12 different mutants? It's like, oh, we'll just make him into mutant everything with a foot made out of horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I, I enjoyed. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought I, I like that last battle scene. Um, you know that, or you know, it was just he looked cool. He was big. He was, and he was, and and again, Ice Cube like voicing, you know, kind of like talking talking shit while he was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of worked. <laughs> yeah, like that was cool. Um, the now the, the ending was not the ending, but like the sort of the wrap up part was was very different for a, a typical Ninja Turtles type story, where like not only are the turtles revealed to the whole world, uh, but then they're accepted and they're allowed to mm. just become regular yeah. teenagers. Like they go to high school and they you know they take they made a whole thing where they take off the masks and that and they swear and hoodies and regular clothes and stuff like that so like that's very different for a turtle story to just be like oh yeah 
there's these four guys that come to school and they they just happen to be turtles. So that's going to be uh, interesting if they do the sequel, especially with the fact that um, uh, Cynthia Utrom is basically like, yeah, okay, it's going to be it's going to be easier to find them, but it's going to be harder to get them because they're in public now. Yeah. Yep. So, which is why she's going to go for Shredder, obviously. He's going to be all whatever he does. But yeah, how do you how do you feel about having the turtles basically now become, I don't know, saved by the bell or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> saved by the shell. There you go. There's a show. <laughs> I'm good with it. I, I think it's uh, you know as long as they if the story is well you know well written and they and they do it well, I don't think it'll be any issues if it's a little too you know hokey and too. Um, Kitty, I might not enjoy it as much, but I mean, you know, time will tell on that. This is kind of like, this is kind of different for, you know, a direction for the turtles to go into. So um, we'll I see. Mean, this is a, it's a kid's cartoon and you, it's, it's a kid's cartoon and you see how they're coming out with the, the new series. I just got yep. a feeling that in the series, a turtle was going to be dating a high schooler. Like, how are we going to tackle that? What's <laughs> the all those other interspecies erotica? Yeah, like how does that? There's a Kevin Smith reference. I got it in. I got it in. <laughs> yeah, how are we gonna? How's Nickelodeon gonna tackle that one? You know, they're gonna I, I, make interspecies seem like interracial dating. Lots of milking. Uh, well, yeah. Parents <laughs> being mad. My dad's <laughs> mad because I'm dating a turtle. Why can't you just date a? <laughs> Why can't you just date your own kind? <laughs> well, I, I, one thing I like about it is is that it will allow them. They're not forced into dealing with the whole. They've got to do it away from people and in the streets. It, it does take away some of the ninja aspect in mm. that in the kind of doing it in the shadows. But it's kind of it being out in the open and known. You know, then they can deal with some problems of, you know. Where are the turtles? Are the turtles are they getting overwhelmed with calls to go do stuff and feel an obligation and the weight of that and you know what failures you know when if you have a public failure how does that you know affect things you know kind of some stuff we saw kind of in the MCU you know what happens when you win you win but you destroyed half a half a city or whatever and, and that could be something different for for teenagers to process what what you know watch them you know guilt for failure things like that you know does it turn into you know, tax on the school, you know, how does that play out? It also opens up the door for more of each turtle to have their individual personality. We can see them in school doing the different things, you know, whether it's drama or art or sports or whatever they end up doing within the confines of the school. It can expand on those characters. Right. So where do they get a football helmet to fit Ralph's head? And (laughs) is having a shell on your back considered cheating? I, I mean, what? what the what's the difference between a shell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a Roman Reigns what, vest what? all over again. <laughs> Other guys wear pads. He's got a shell. What's the? Yeah. It's just permanent. Or so yeah. he, so he doesn't get the double up pads. Then he doesn't get this shell and football pads. He's just got to be out there raw dogging. I mean, wh- why would you need you know polycarbonate shells sitting on top of your hard shell? That you've already got you don't need it's not a soft spot like you and i we get tackled in the back we're breaking ribs or our spine 
No, the shell, oh, you, it's a little different. You'd explode into a cloud of dust, I think, Jared. There's a reason <laughs> I never played football. <laughs> I'm uh, good at Madden, sort of. There you go. Yep. There he is. So, I mean, in the end, uh, I would say, like, my my short review would be I liked it, I didn't love it. Um, it's not it's not like, quote-unquote, my turtles or, or even what I would like like to see necessarily but it's not for me it's for yeah. uh like kids like my son who really enjoyed it and like in saying that like there's nothing wrong with the, movie. In the theater when you watched it sorry did you have pizza in the theater when you watched it no no <laughs> just milk it's the glass of milk that. yeah <laughs> just milk it's just the glass of milk <laughs> oh yeah it definitely wasn't for you <laughs> no uh, i mean after bedtime like I said, there's there's nothing wrong with the movie at all. Like in in my opinion, it's just it's not catered for my kind of uh, turtles fan. But that's 100 yeah. percent fine. Like that it, that's okay because like the 1990 movie still exists. You know, the old Mirage comics still exist. The current comics, the IDW ones, they're still around. Like there's there's plenty of different turtle stuff for everyone, which is part of the reason as well why I think they've lasted so long. Uh, you can pretty much place these characters in any type of genre or or tone or whatever, um, and it works. It can be done well. Just got to – you can have, like, young, goofy stuff like this or you can have sort of grim and gritty ninja killers type of thing. You just um, – like, you just can't try and do both like Michael Bay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh yeah, they're hardcore fighting ninjas, but then they're goofy idiots as well. Man. So. I'll say this: I know they're doing the video game. Yeah, what I, you did with um, I would love a dark oh, animated like Last Ronin movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see that like done like animated. Doesn't you know animated is fine. I know they got the video game, but like I would love to see that story told. Even and even if even if they ever got to the point where they decided to do a, like an actual movie based off of that, I think that'd be a great storyline to do a movie of some sort on. So, yeah, don't worry, you would get it in them cutscenes. Somebody is yeah. going to compile all those cutscenes together from the video game, and then you can watch it on YouTube. Right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how'd you hey, feel? Real quick. Sorry. Well, uh, we have. Well, we have Teak here. I know you just put out a new release. Um, it just so happens to be inspired by said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why don't you tell the people about Sewer Stories, man? Yeah, so like you were saying, those um, those old movies still exist, and they still fire. And, um, you know, that's what I grew up on. The, the OG Turtles and the Turtle cartoons and the Turtle toys, which our toys was the best. And that's why they remaking them now. Because yeah. for a long time, toys was shit. And so was cartoons. But, um, I mean, I just um, wanted to do something that I feel like hadn't really like been touched on um, as far as like rap goes, but also something that I enjoyed and was a fan of and that was that and so you know i just i i had my name turned into like the 
uh, Ninja Turtles logo like two years ago. So I had already planned on doing this like a while ago. But um, since I saw that the movie was coming out, you know, I just tried to put it out coinciding with the movie to try mm-hmm. to, um, you know, build off that a little bit. But yeah. yeah, I think that it came out good, you know, but I mean, at least two of y'all in here probably heard it. What do y'all think? Yeah, man. No, it's it's, it's dope. I enjoyed, you know, the production on it's dope, the, just the way it was put together. Um, your artwork is really dope too. I like the the flip on the suit, like they did the S's with the flip. Um, you know, just just another solid release, man. And it's you know, you just put a video out too, right? Uh, video is gonna be dropping on Friday. Okay. So, and that's yeah, gonna be- we're actually we're actually gonna be doing like a um like a release thing for it um downtown for first at first Friday. Okay. Um, that's what it'll be um, next Friday. So I'll be that's posting cool. some stuff about that on Instagram and whatnot. But yeah, me and Brand gonna pop out downtown, perform a couple songs somewhere, um, release the video, you know, and then yeah, yeah. He called bandcap.com to pick that up. Yes, sir. Y'all can um, go buy that. I'd appreciate that. Or y'all can just go stream it. It's on all streaming sites and things like that. But um, yeah, we do only make like um, point zero zero three cent um, per stream. So, I mean, <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love how they, how that breaks down. Right, or you can just go buy that. It, right, it'll take me like a whole year to make what y'all will go buy it for. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the one people should check out. Yeah, I like what you did with your vocals on the. Uh, Technicolor drone. That's one people yeah. the 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 I don't know if you did it through a synthesizer or what, but that one was a fun one. So Yeah, I was trying to make the hook sound like Crane's voice kinda. That's why I did it yeah. like that. But yeah. That's appreciate that, man. So yeah, and I had fun doing that project, you know. Like it wasn't I don't know. There's some projects like I got a long list of projects that I'm doing or that I gotta do, you know. Got them planned out. And some of them just like, uh, I gotta finish this project. Just because I've already put myself in the shoes of I gotta do it and I might already started working on it. But some projects might be more like serious than others, where it's like, uh, I gotta really like sit down and like work on this. When like this project, like it was fun what I was doing. So it kind of like came out feeling that way. And you know, it just kind of like spiraled, you know, into some other stuff, you know. Um, as far as like the um, the looks or the the accolades that the project is getting, which is also dope because it's like when you're doing something and you're having fun doing it, you know, and it comes from the heart or whatever, like it shows, and then people um are attracted to it, react sure. to it, can collaborate oh, yeah. around it, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So go check that out. Go to tcall.bandcamp.com, pick that up. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. So uh Jared, I'll give you the final word. What were your final thoughts for this movie? I really enjoyed it. I know you said it's not for you, it wasn't your thing, but I really enjoyed this. You know, I think there were a couple of things. The them seeming like teenagers, what they did with April, um, as we touched on the soundtrack. 
it all just came together. I thought the animation was good. I like using Superfly. Overall, I really enjoyed this. I know before I even got to see it, I was in a car ride with Derek and he was just going on and on about how much he enjoyed it. And it got my expectations high. And then when I finally went to go see it, I really enjoyed it. And it was, I think it might've been the first thing I went and saw after hip surgery that I was able to go do. And so, um, yeah, I, I, you know, even being on meds when I saw it, it was a lot of fun and, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, it is for kids, but at the same time, this one felt, it felt fun. It felt fresh. It felt new and I liked it and I'm excited to see what comes next. Straight out of hip surgery, went to a Mega Ran concert and went to a Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you need one of those shells. <laughs> I I need a whole goddamn bubble. Let's <laughs> let's be clear. The, sh- the shell's not protecting enough. We'll get you a shredder suit and you can just, you know, walk around at the Swiss Army knife at like uh Bay movies. Yeah. <laughs> if he if he had a show, he'd just have to be in it all the time. Yeah, well, that's all right. He just spin him around. <laughs> uh, well, until Jared gets his new titanium shell, that might be a, a good place to leave it. <laughs> Please follow us all on Twitter. The show is at on funny n tangent. I'm at Greg T13. Jared is at superdue seventy five. Please tweet him about his shell. Uh, Teak is at Teak underscore Hall. Rock is at Rock Knowledge, and you can hear more from them over at Map Mania Podcast. Uh, and like we said, check out Bandcamp for Teak's music, and uh, so he can get and stream it, so he can get point zero 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 three of a cent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you go on holiday, and you won't have to come on our show anymore. <laughs> Thanks uh, for coming back on Teak, though. It's always good to have you on. It was a pleasure, man. Always fun. And uh, last but not least, all, <laughs> all roads lead to at the steel cage and unfunnynerdtension.com. But that's where we'll leave it for episode 151 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, humans are the demon scum of the earth. Avoid them. Don't say hi. They lust to murder that which is different from them. To interact with them is to die. And so across the